Okay, we're going to begin. We're now going to learn the Sicha, the third Sicha from Parsha Toldos, from the Lakute Sichas, volume 15. This is a Sicha that the Rebbe spoke over two weeks of Fabrengen, of the Parsha Toldos and Vayishlach in 19, end of 1967. It was published 10 years later in 1978. Now, the Rebbe is going to analyze and help us to study fully a Rashi on one verse in today's Parsha. And he's going to also help us to understand the uniqueness of such a kind of style Rashi. Because we're going to learn that Rashi has a question on the verse, on one of the verses in today's Parsha. And instead of giving one explanation... And like commonly, Rashi brings two explanations. In our case, Rashi brings three explanations. So the Rebbe is going to analyze these three explanations to the question on the verse, with also understanding the need to have all three of these explanations. So let's begin. On the verse that says that Yitzchak became old, Yitzchak, Yitzchak became old, and the eyes of Yitzchak became weakened. His vision became weak. Or like we say today, you became blind. So Yitzchak, basically his vision was going really bad to the point that the verse stresses that the that his eyes started to dim, meaning that he was not able to see Anymore. Now, in this verse, Rashi comes and tells us, let's understand what actually caused, what caused Yitzchak to lose his vision. This is in chapter 27, verse 1. Vatechena enav is the actual verse. So Rashi says, number one, what caused him to lose his vision was because there was a lot of smoke coming out from those that were worshipping idols next to him. Who were these people that were, who, who were this? What is he talking about? Who were these, what was this people that were smoking up these idols, having all this smoke coming from idol worship? This is coming from the wives of his son, Esav. We all know that Esav went off the path, even though he got along with his father, but he married these women who were still worshipping idols. So when they would burn their incense and all their, whatever they did in their idol worship, that smoke is what caused Yitzchak to lose his vision. That's explanation number one. Explanation number two is that we remember the story in last week's Parsha that Abraham brought Isaac up on the altar two weeks ago. It, in Bayera, it says that he brought Isaac up on the altar at that time when his father was wanted to shecht, to slaughter his child to fulfill God's request. At that moment, the heavenly, the heavens opened up 
and the angels, the ministry angels in heaven, saw through the opening of the clouds, they saw the opening of the heaven, they saw what was going on, that Abraham was about to slaughter, sacrifice his son Isaac. And the angels cried, and when you cry, you have tears. And the tears of the angels dropped and landed right on the eyes of Yitzchak. Imagine, he was lying down, his father was getting ready to slaughter him, and the, uh, uh, the drips of the tears of the angels fell down on his eyes, and therefore, it ruined his eyesight. So that's the second interpretation that Rashi brings down. Now the third explanation is, we needed that Yitzchak should be blind in order to have the story where he doesn't see which one of his children are in front of him and he wanted to give a blessing to Esav. But because he was blind, he was able to be tricked into it that that child, even though it was Yaakov, Yaakov was able to play that he's Esav and therefore he was able to get the blessing. So in order for Yaakov to be able to get the blessing, we needed that his old man should be blind. Those are the three interpretations of Rashi. And if you think about them, they all sound great. So again, let's recap. The first reason how he, why he came blind is from the smoke coming out from the idol worship of the Esau's wives. Explanation number two is the Akedah. When Isaac was brought onto the altar, the angels saw what was going on. They cried and the drips fell in his eyes. And the third interpretation of why Isaac loses his vision is because it was in order for Jacob to be able to get the blessings. That's Rashi. Now, Asa the Rebbe says, it's totally not understood here. And he asks three questions. Number one... Simply understood, why does Rashi have to give us any explanations? We look into the verse, and let's read over the verse. The Rebbe says, if you think about it, the beginning of the verse actually is giving you the reason why he doesn't have his eyesight. If the verse started, Isaac became old. And his eyesight went, he didn't have vision. Why do I need to have any kind of these interesting answers that Rashi says? You could just say that's what the verse is saying. The verse said he got old and he loses his eyesight. Just like we see another verse regarding Jacob itself. When Jacob was nearly at the end of his life, it says that his eyes were getting very heavy from from being old. So clearly it's possible to be old and lose your eyesight. Actually, the Rebbe says, we see it clearly. Look around and you see that people, as they get old, your eyes are not as strong anymore. They get weaker. Everybody knows this. Doesn't mean that you're a goner. It just means that your eyesight's getting weaker. We understand that. So since the verse itself says the reason of why his eyes went, his eyesight went, why does Rashi have to find other Reasons. That's question number one. Question number two. All over the place, when Rashi brings two or more 
explanations to something, it's always because each one of these reasons has some kind of difficulty that leads that I need to have another interpretation. In other words, if you ask, if I answer you one answer and you ask me a question and you're right, you have a good question on my explanation, I'll have to bring you a second answer. So clearly, there's something going on that there's a problem with one interpretation. That's why Rashi has a second one. Also, the order in why Rashi brings down explanation one as one and two as two, and if the three as the third and not the other order around, even the order in the way Rashi lays out his explanations also is precise with an exact reason. The only reason why Rashi brings explanation two as two and not as one, it's because there's some kind of difficulty with explanation two that's more of a difficulty than on explanation one. That's why he brings it second. In other words, the one that has the least problems, he brings down the first. The explanation that has bigger problems, he brings down two second. The explanation that has even a bigger problem, he brings down that third. So we have to understand what are the difficulties in these explanations in all three. And with what is the second explanation more difficult to understand or accept than the first one? And what is the third explanation more difficult to understand than, than explanation one and two? So that's what the Rebbe says we have to understand. Again, we can't just think of this as something light. Every single thing in Rashi is precise, exact. And even the order, and even the fact that why he says, what's the difficulty on one, what, that he needs to have a second explanation, what's the difficulty on the second that brings him to a third, and what's so difficult about the third that it's kept as till the third explanation. By the way, I saw today in the non-edited version of this Rebbe's talk, so I went back to the earlier first printing before they reworked it and handed it into the Rebbe to edit it to make sure it's perfect. So in the, in, in the original, Fabrengen, the Rebbe said that if you, when you learn Rashi, which is what we're doing now, studying well a Rashi, it, it helps and it adds to the Yiras Shamayim, to increasing your fear of God, your awe of God. So it's actually a help to increase it when we study a Rashi. So let's realize the excitement in learning the Rashi, not just understand this most um, unbelievable, amazing talk that he's going to analyze these three answers, but also to understand that it's a blessing also for Yerushalayim to understand this, to help our awe of Hashem. Okay, number three. So what's his third question? Third point is, he says, we spoke many times, that when Rashi brings down three explanations, besides the difficulty on each one of these three, and that's why he even brings down three, there also must be a difficulty in every two of the three. In other words, there must be a problem, a joint problem with explanation one and two, that's why he's bringing down three. There must be a joint problem with explanation two and three, that's why he's bringing down one. And there must be a joint difficulty with explanation one and three, and that's why he's bringing down two. So besides that each one has a problem on its own, there must be some kind of joint problems with the two that doesn't suffice, and that's why you have to have the other one. 
<laughs> Amazing to analyze it like that. So he says, we need to, in the Rashi that's in front of us here with these three explanations, we have to find also the question that's a joint question from each one of two over a three. So again, we're going to have to find something difficult in explanation one and two together. That's why you need three. We're going to have to find a difficulty in two and three together. We're going to have to find difficulty in one and three together. Each, each two together. So that we're going to now go through this. So first, the question that the first question. The first question, so again, let's summarize again. The Rebbe asked three questions on the, on the Rashi. Let's summarize. Rashi said, why did Isaac lose his eyesight? He said, answer number one is because the smoke of Esau's wives from their idol worship was going into his eyes. That caused him to have bad eyes. Number two is because during the Akedah, when Abraham was bringing Isaac on the altar, the angels saw what was happening. They dropped crying tears and it fell into his eyes. Number three is because in order for Jacob to get the blessings that he would have given to Esau, we needed that his father should be blind so he won't notice who was getting it. What's our questions on this? Question number two, one is that the verse itself said that he got old and his eyes went. So why do we need any explanations from Rashi? We have the answer in the verse itself, that he was old, and that's why he got, he's losing his eyesight. Number two is, what is the difficulty with explanation one, that we have to come up to explanation two? What is so difficult about explanation two, which is even more difficult than question than answer one, that he has to go to number three? And what is so difficult about the third explanation that he keeps that as the third and last answer? The third question the Rebbe has is, is that we must find some kind of equal difficulty in each two, and that's why we need to have a third answer. So he starts to analyze the answer like this. The reason why Rashi does not want to learn the way you may think is simple. That the verse says, Yitzchak became old and his eyes were getting weak, were weak. The reason why we can't, Rashi doesn't want to accept that that's the explanation and then he wouldn't need to say any answers. But the reason, what's difficult with that, says Rashi like this. In last week's Parsha, there was a verse that said, Vayivarech Elohim es Yitzchak. God blessed Yitzchak. Now over there, Rashi said something fascinating. He said that God had given Abraham a power to bless people. So why did God need to bless Yitzchak? Why couldn't Abraham just bless his son? Why do we need to bother God, so to speak, to bless him? So says Rashi, Abraham was scared to bless his son Yitzchak because he had a vision and he saw that Yitzchak is going to have a son, Esav, a bad, wicked person. So Avram got scared. If I bless Yitzchak, that means by extension, I may be blessing this kid Esav. And he didn't want to do that. So Avram said to God, listen, if it's really the time to bless Yitzchak, please, the one who is the author of all blessings, come out and bless him as you see fit. So in other words, Avram, you know, was able to Stay aside, and that's why the verse says in last week's parsha it says Elohim es that God Himself blessed Yitzchak and not anybody else. 
Well, then you could ask yourself a question and say like this. If God himself was the one who blessed Avraham, uh, God himself was the one who blessed Yitzchak, how is it possible that if Hashem blesses him, that this kid, Yitzchak, grows up and he has problems with his eyesight? We all understand that losing eyesight is a terrible pain and suffering. Like a proof to the extent of what, it, what the level of suffering is if a person is blind. Rashi says a little bit further in Parsha Vayetze, Rashi says that a person who's blind, it's as if they're dead. That's how bad it is. Like there's no life. It's so bad. It doesn't say you are dead. It says you're, it's as if you're dead. That's very, that just tell, illustrates how painful this is. The reason why Rashi says it over there, just to give you the insight, over there it says, the verse says, Elokei Yitzchak, the God of Yitzchak. So over there, the, Rashi brings down from the commentaries that normally we don't find anywhere in the Torah that we call anybody the God of Avram, the God of Yitzchak, or the God of Yaakov. Except for Yitzchak, we don't say the God of this and this person if they're still alive. While they're alive. Once they die, then we could say the title that this is the God of this person. Why? Because to use that title, Elohei Avraham, Elohei, whatever, whichever name, is a big responsibility. What happens if later on, the person, before they die, they they start to sin? Everybody's born with an evil inclination. So you don't want to have that name, the God of so-and-so, if maybe they'll go off the path. Only by Yitzchak, it says the God of Yitzchak while he was still alive. Why? Says Rashi. Because it says the God of Yitzchak while he was an older person and he didn't have his eyesight. He was stuck like in a jail at home. And therefore, and since he was blind, it was as if he was dead. And since it was as if he was dead, he has no evil inclination anymore. What, what's the piece that we deduce that we need for our context here is those words that Rashi says, that look, a person who's blind is as if dead. So if Yitzchak got his blessings from God, what happened that he went dead, when that he went blind? That's as if suffering and pain, as if dead. It's obvious that since Hashem himself came out to blessing, to bless him. The author of all blessings came out to bless him. That means that he should have never gotten what most people get when they're old. To lose eyesight. And how old was Yitzchak when we're talking here? We said Yitzchak is old. The verse said, Yitzchak said himself. He says, I'm an old man. My eyes are gone. I want to bless my child, Esav. And that's how we get into the story. His mother hears, she calls Yaakov, you got to get the blessing and so on. But it all started with this verse where he says, I'm an old man, I'm going to die soon. Basically what he's hinting to is that I'm going to die soon. I want to give my power of blessing over now. How old was he at that point that he said, I'm old? Rashi brings down that he was 123 years old. How do you get to that random number? So do you think you would think? So he brings down a beautiful insight from Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha. Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha interpreted like this. He said, 
we have to say that Isaac was 123 years old. Because how old was his mother, Sarah, when she died? She was 127. That was the beginning of last week's Parsha. It said Sarah died at 127. She lived only till 127 years. And we know a rule, says Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha, that whenever a person hits the age, five years before the age that your parent died at that age, you should start to be concerned. That's what he says. For how long should you be concerned that maybe you have that parent's gene and you may die? Up until five years after that, the age that they died. Therefore, in our context, Sarah dies at 127. So when is Isaac supposed to take it serious that maybe I'm going to die soon? When he hits 123, that's five years before 127. If he lives till 132, so then he's going to be, then he will be five years past the age of his mother's life. Then he knows, all right, maybe I'll go as long as my dad, not my mother. And his father, Abraham, dies at 175. And actually, it turns out, by the way, we're not going to get into it now, but that Isaac actually lives five years exactly longer than his father. He lives to 180. Abraham dies at 175. He lives to 180. Last week already, Rashi said that Abraham was also supposed to live to 180, but he died five years earlier because he, when his ace of his grandson turned 15, he died so that he shouldn't have to see the bad ways that his grandson's going on at that point. But anyways, so back to our point here. So Yitzchak was how old in our story when he says, that he became old and he says, my eyes are going and now I want to bless my kids. He's 123 because that's the age where he's supposed to start to be worried. I may die soon. You know, let me write my will. Let me give my blessings now. Right? Now, we have to understand, and this is why Rashi doesn't want to use the explanation that he became blind only because of age. Because if Hashem is the one that gave him the blessing, how could it be that this man from 123 until 180 years old, he had to suffer being blind? For what? He wasn't really even old. He was only 123 years old. Most people those days lived much longer. So 123 those days was not called old in comparison. So he was only, so why would he have to go through, why would he have to go through so much suffering? If God gave him a blessing, as we said, why would he have to be so much suffering for so many years, for 57 years to be blind? Considered to be like a dead person. And especially, we don't find anywhere else in the Torah that from all the people that were mentioned in the Torah till this point, many of them lived much older than 123. We don't find that any of them got blind. So it's not because he got old. Every, nobody else got blind there. There must be a different reason. Therefore, Rashi is, is compelled and he must prove and bring other sources that it must be for a different reason that he actually became blind. You can't say that it's just because he became old, because he had a blessing from God, and there's no, why in the world would he have a, if he had a blessing from God, why would he have to be blind for 57 years? 
Therefore, Rashi was compelled to tell us that there must be other things that happened, that got involved, that made his eyes go. And if it wasn't for those other things, you're right, he would have never became blind. Just like by Moses. It says when Moshe turned 120, his eyes didn't even become weak yet. So Isaac would have had that if it wasn't for some side reason, as Rashi suggesting three possible reasons. If it wasn't for those reasons, he would have taken not lost his eyesight. It's just because of those other reasons that he lost his eyes. So now we understand at least the answer to the first question. Why did Rashi have to give any interpretation? We could have just said the verse says he became old and he lost his eyesight. So our answer is because God gave him a blessing. So it wouldn't make sense that he would become blind if he had a blessing from God. Especially not for 57 years of his life. So much pain and suffering to be considered as if dead. Therefore Rashi was compelled to prove to us that there must be side reasons. Okay. Now let's continue. Since while we learn this verse that the eyes of Isaac became weakened, you could ask a question right away. How is it possible that Yitzchak, who God himself blessed, should have to suffer so much? It must be that the answer to this question must be somewhere right there in the verse. The answer to this question is in the verses itself. Let's see. The verse that his eyes became weakened comes in a continuation to the verses right before. The verses right before this story that he became old and lost his eyesight says that Esau got married. And when he got married to those women that he got married to, it made his parents, Yitzchak and Rivka, very sad. Why were they sad about the Shidduch? Because these women were worshipping idols. And that bothered the parents. How could they, you know, have daughters-in-law that are worshipping idols? So it's understood that the, the closeness between these verses, that the parents were sad with these daughters-in-law, must be, the, must be in the simple reading of text, that that must be connected to the cause of why his eyes went dim. And therefore Rashi brings down his commentary as the first of his commentaries, that it was the smoke of those that made his eyes get weak. And that becomes his first most important dominant reason, is this reason. Because it's understood from the verses itself. When we're going to look at explanation number two, that it happened because of the story with the with the angel's tears, or the reason to take the blessings, the Yakushua to get the blessings, those are not clear reasons in verse. And we know Rashi has a rule that he says, I, my interpretation is here to help you to understand the most literal possible understanding of the verses. So ver- explanation one is the closest to understanding the actual text of the Torah. Because first it says, Esav Mary marries, they felt bad spirit, they weren't happy about this, because they were worshipping idols. Right after that it says he lost his eyesight, so we could easily say it makes sense to say that this is connected. What's the difficulty with the first question that makes Rashi compelled to bring down a second and a third interpretation. So the Rebbe says there's two difficulties with this first explanation that he came blind because of the smoke. Number one, it's understood that Esav's wives did not live in 
Isaac's house. They for sure lived in another house next door. He brings in the footnote from other verses that says that when Rivka, Rebecca told Jacob to put on the furry coat of Esav, he had to go. She said, though, she said like she said that the coat of Esav is with us in our house. Meaning, even though Esav lives somewhere else, but his coat he kept here, his furry expensive fur coat, you know? So, clearly the wives of Esav didn't live in the same house as Yitzchak. They were idol worshippers. They would never, and smoking up all this idol smoke. You think we would want it in Isaac's house? Since that's the case, it's not smooth to say that Isaac becomes blind from the smoke of their idol worship. What do you mean? The, the smoke that's going on in your next door house causes issues in your house to the point that it should make you blind? So it's, it's, a hard, it's too far-fetched to really 100% accept this answer if you understand that the smoke comes from down the block. Number two, that's difficult to accept the answer of the smoke because how come we find that only Isaac's eyes were affected from the smoke? What happened to his wife, Rivka? I mean, if you're both living in the same house and that smoke is coming through your house, wouldn't you and your wife suffer from this? So, and he brings down in the footnote that may, why didn't the wives of Asa, them also lose their eyesight? He says, ah, they were worshiping idols since they're kids. They're used to that smoke. <laughs> Maybe that's why they didn't get affected. But at least in our context, Rivka should have at least got affected and we don't see anywhere that she, she had problems with her eyes. So therefore, because of these two reasons, we can't go to sleep only hearing Rashi's first answer. You would never be able to fall asleep. It doesn't make sense to you. You, would be, you wouldn't be able to accept this, so you would be back to square one. Why did Isaac become blind? And because of these two questions, Rosh is compelled to bring down other explanations. Let's continue. There are other difficulties from every one of the other two explanations. Again, what's explanation two? That the heavenly angels cried over the Akedah and their tears dropped into his eyes and Explanation three was that it was an order for Yaakov to be able to get the blessings. What are the difficulties with those answers? Besides the common thread difficulty between the two, and what's the common difficulty between answer two and three? That they don't have any source in a biblical context. Where is there a verse that helps us support this idea that the, it's a very nice answer that the angels cried, but where is there a biblical source to that? It's a nice commentary. And also the, the thing that that was why Yaakov was able to get the blessing. So let's see. In the second explanation that the heavens opened up and the angel, heavenly angel, the ministry angel saw it and they cried and the drips came, the tears fell down in his eyes and that's why he came blind. He says that's a concept from the Medrash. It's a homiletical answer. It has nothing to do with the literal text narrative of the story. And we know Rashi's style is to only bring down things that help in the literal text of the story. 
So that's difficult. That's why it's difficult to accept commentary too. It's a nice commentary, but it doesn't fit with Rashi's style of only explanation explaining what's called Pshutu Shomikra, the simple understanding of a verse. On the third answer that he said it was in order to get out the blessings for Jacob, we can have we have even a much more difficult question. How is it possible that Hashem should blind the eyesight of one man, of Yitzchak, for so many years, all in order to make it better for somebody else? Well, you don't do that. You're going to make one person suffer to get the other person suffering? What's the gain of that? There's somebody that I know that's connected with the oligarchs in Russia. And he was tell- he, I said to him, what's the gain of this whole thing that America confiscated one guy's properties and, sh- and yachts and whatever and they give it to the next, sell it to the next guy? He says to me, it's called distribution of wealth. But I'm thinking about this in this context. You don't make one, what's the gain to make one person suffer and the other person happy on that guy's account? What, what, what's the point to that? Either figure out a way of both people should be happy, but why would you make this guy suffer? What's the, what's the gain in that? So why would you make Yitzchak be blind for so many years in order for Yaakov to have a blessing of a better life? Especially, there's a quote that says, Harbe durachim lamokom. There are many paths for God to accomplish something. So certainly God could have found another way to give Yaakov the blessing. Why do we have to have that his father should come blind? Then we could deceive him out and get the blessing. So what you see is that each, the answer too has a question because it's not literal, it's only a homiletical medrash. The difficulty on question three is a much stronger question even. Actually, more difficult than the first two questions. Because to make suffer the opposite of the proper, normal way of things to, do, to make somebody else good seems to be the opposite of being fear. Which is certainly, absolutely not at all in the character, so to speak, God forbid, when we talk about God. That's why Rashi puts that third interpretation as the number three, because the difficulty there is so hard to understand. Another way, the way you can understand this, he brings in a footnote, that the difficulty of the second explanation really is only one thing about the angel's tears dropping, is only a difficulty that it's not literal context of the verses. But it actually does make sense, logically, it makes sense. Like we could accept it in a logical level. The third answer Rashi gave logically doesn't make sense. How could you take away and make one person suffer, take away his eyesight just to give somebody else a little bit better? So those are the difficulties with each one of the three answers. So again, difficulty with answer num- with question number answer number one, that it was the smoke of the the wives of Asa, of the idol worshippers. What was difficult, he said. Number one was difficult, that they didn't live in his house. So how could it have affected him so much? Number two, why do you find only Yitzchak that suffers and not Rivka's eyesight? The difficulty with the answer that the Akeda and the, and the heavenly, the angels' drips of eyes, their, their, their tears fell into his eyes. He said it's difficult because it's not a literal, it's, it's a medrash, it's not, doesn't fit in with any source in the actual Torah that that's what happened. 
The difficulty with the third answer that it was all in order for Jacob to get the blessing also doesn't make sense because it doesn't seem fair to make Isaac blind to so many years, 57 years we said, in order to give Jacob a blessing. As we explained, the Rebbe points out now that every, now that was the negative. That was the problem with each one of these three. Now he says, we're going to find what is the good quality in each one of these answers. Something that you don't have in the other one. In other words, there is something satisfying by each one of these three interpretations. Why Isaac became blind, there is something satisfying in one over the two and two over the three and one two over the three and three and one over the two. What's the satisfying part? She so says like this, every one of these two explanations has a similar difficulty that's not smooth and that you don't have in the third. The addition that you have in the first interpretation regarding the other two is the fact, as we said before, we could base it on the verse's context. Because right before the story that it says he got blind, it says that Asim had his wife's. And they made sad first parents. And we know that they were idol worshippers. So, the, so that's what's comforting of the first interpretation. What's the benefit of interpretation two and three? So over the, uh, what's the addition, sorry, of the second one? Over the first and the third, according to all explanations that the word vatachehena, that he became, weakened his eyesight, was the reason that caused Yitzchak that he should give the blessing over to Yaakov, was to Yaakov. That's the second, that, that's this explanation regarding that reason. But according to the first and the, and the second, Vatachehena came through something of bad. Whether it was because bad, because the women did idol worship, or as the third explanation is, because Yitzchak wanted to bless Esav. Comes out that there's something negative there that brought this thing that he had tears. According to the first explanation, it was negative because they, they smoked and they did their, their idol worship smoking. And according to the third one, he has to go blind to cheat on one kid to give the blessing to the other ones. But according to the middle answer, it's, it feels good. Because he did it only for the positive thing. It was because the, the angels did the right thing. They cried, aye, the tears fell, but it was just something positive that they did. But when you think about the second interpretation, Vatachehena came because of Yitzchak's greatness, because Yitzchak was ready to go on the Akeda. So that shows you that the Vatachehena, that he lost his eyesight, was for something positive that happened, that Yitzchak's greatness, that he was ready to be sacrificed. What's the benefit of the third interpretation over the first and the two? Again, the third interpretation was again, he become blind in order to give the blessing to Yaakov. What's the benefit of that? Because according to the first two interpretations, he came blind much earlier than 123 years old. Why? Because let's do a simple calculation. How old was Yitzchak when his twins were born? The Torah says that he was Shishim Shana. He was 60 years old when he had his twins. How old was Yitzchak when Esav 
got married. It says that Esav got married at 40 years old. Why? Because Esav came to his father and he said, Daddy, look at me. I'm 40 years old. I'm a tzaddik. I'm a righteous boy. I waited to get married and like you until you were 40. I waited till 40 years old to copy you. Ah, what a child I am. He tried to show to his old man that he's a tzaddik. Until then, he was stealing people's wives. But now he's committed now to only these wives. But the point is that we know from this that he got married at 40. So if he Esav was 40, how old was Yitzchak? 100 years old. Wow. Are you telling me that you're saying that he became blind from 100? That's even worse. That means for 80 years he was blind, not just for 57 years. If you're going to say that uh, uh, regarding the second an- the, the first answer, that's why he says the second answer is much better because it was it became blind because the angels drips of their tears because that's much better than the first answer. The first answer what happened from the smoke from the idol worship of the wives. Isaac was only a hundred years old. You're gonna that means we're gonna be. It's really sad to say that he was blind for eighty years. That's even worse. And according to the third explanation, sorry, according to the explanation that it happened when he was on the Akeda, you all remember how old was Isaac by the Akeda? He was 37 years old. How do we know that? Because the end of Parshas Vayera says that Isaac, the story with the Akeda. The beginning verse right after the Akedah mentions the story that Sarah dies at 127. And the commentaries point out that she passed away not because she was supposed to pass away at 127. She heard the shocking news that her son was brought up on the altar and his father pulled out a knife and was getting ready to slaughter the son. She didn't wait to hear the end of the story that he'd never slaughter her, slaughtered the kid. But that shocking news made her soul leave her body. Rasha brings down that story. Now, Sarah was 90 years old when she had Isaac. So by the Akedah, when she dies, she's 127. That means Isaac was 37 years old. 90 to 127, 37 years old. That means that the second interpretation makes it that he was blind from 37 years old. If you're saying, telling me that it was all from the tears from the angels, that means he was blind from 37 till 180. Wow, what a nebuch. Considered to be dead for so many years. That's very much suffering. So that tells us that interpretation one and two is you don't really want to be satisfied. You don't want to accept that interpretation so easily because that's going to really ruin your night. It's going to tell you that this man was blind for so many years, either from 100, because that's when Asa gets married to these women, or from 37 years old. Therefore, you want to have the third interpretation that it was all because to give the blessings to the son. But it's difficult to accept that, as we said, that you should going to make one person so painful, so Yitzchak to lose his eyes and just to be able to give a blessing to Yaakov is also difficult. But that's why, that's why there's a benefit in each one 
interpretation that you don't have by the other. Ah, you could ask a question. Why does the verse say that he became old and after that he lost his eyesight? According to the first two, two interpretations, it should say the opposite. It should say he lost his eyesight first and then he became old. Because according to interpretation one, he becomes blind when he's 100 years old. So it should have said he lost his eyes. Then it should say he became old. Later he became old at 123. Or, according to interpretation 2, for sure it should have said that he lost eyesight before the words of the verse that he became old. The fact that the verse says first he became old, then he lost his eyesight, supports the idea of the third interpretation. That why did he become blind? What happened? Because it was an order for Yaakov to get the, bra- the blessings. And then we could understand the order of the verse. He became old, and then he lost his eyesight. Now, what's the takeaway from this? What's the takeaway? Now that we all could sleep well because we understand that each one of the three interpretations has a quality over the other ones and the other ones have a difficulty over the other ones. What's the takeaway lesson? So the Rebbe says an unbelievable idea of a lesson that could make you fall off your feet. Rashi says, like, he says, what's the lesson of this Rashi? Look how far we all have to go to be so careful not to speak negative about another person. Slander talk. Lashon Hara. Why? How do you learn this lesson from here? He says, look, in order for Yaakov to get the blessing, it could have been very simple solution. God could have told Yitzchak, Hey, Yitzchak, Esav is really a Russia. Don't, you're not going to want to really give him the blessing. Give the blessings to your good kid, Yaakov. Isaac, remember, he's blind, right? He doesn't know all the bad things that his son is doing. God could have whispered in his ear, told him the Lashon Hara. But no. God doesn't say Lashon Hara even about Esav. But, and look even more. Think about this. Regarding Esav's wives, we already know that Yitzchak knew that they were worshipping idols. The only thing is, that's why he was sad. Remember we said before, him and his wife were sad. So he knew that Esav's wives are worshipping idols. The only thing is, Yitzchak thought that Esav is not responsible for their worshipping idols because he couldn't have a positive effect on them. So he justifies his son's influential abilities. And even regarding Esav, he knew Yitzchak, besides knowing that his son had wives that were worshipping idols, he also knew that something was fishy here with this kid. Something's not smooth. Why? Because later, when Jacob comes to his father and he says, you know, feel me, you know, and he uses the name of God in there that I want to get the blessings of of God's blessings through you. And Yitzchak says, hmm, I don't, by my son Esau, I never hear him talk about God. So you see, Yitzchak knew his, his kid. He knew that something was not perfect about this child's behavior. 
We also said before, by the way, you remember that Avram was scared to give him a blessing, to give Yitzchak a blessing. That's why God himself came to give Yitzchak the blessing. Not his father Avram, because Avram said, God, you're the owner of blessings, you give the blessing. So you see what's going on over here is that Esav was ve- Yitzchak was very suspicious of his son Esav. Now, while Yitzchak knew that there was something to be concerned about his son Esav, Hashem could have easily revealed to him the whole story. That Esav is a Russia, and he, then he would have been able to prevent that Isaac would have never had to gone blind. What do you see from this? Unbelievable. How far we have to go to be careful not to talk Lashon Hara. And Yitzchak was 57 years like in this prison house, like a dead person, just for the purpose not to speak Lashon Hara on another Jew. And even what kind of Jew? (laughs) Think about that. A very difficult kind of Jew. Actually, the Rambam says that that about Esav, that Esav was a Yisrael Mumarhu. That's a pretty heavy statement to say. He's saying is that Avram is goes into the category that that Esav goes into the category of a rebellious Jew, and even on such a Jew, you don't speak lashon hara. It's worth it for somebody to be blind fifty-seven years just not to say lashon hara. And if it's so regarding Esav, it's for sure so regarding a Jew after the giving of the Torah. And after Hashem says to every single Jew already, I am the, the God, your God. And as the Rebbe brings down in the Lakut Torah, in the more insights to this, when it says, I am your God, it says, I am God, your God. When it says, I am God, we know already it's our God. And when he stresses the idea, I am God, your God, it means I am yours, meaning I am your strength and I am your enthusiasm for life. How much more so you have to be able to respect and not say Lashon Har about such a Jew where it says, Hashem So this is the takeaway of such a powerful story here that at the end of the day, Isaac becomes blind and we have to be so careful that Hashem could have avoided the whole thing by just talking Lashon Har about Esav and he didn't. Look how careful we have to be. So with this, we conclude this Sikha.